Welcome to Today on Broadway for Valentine's Day, Monday, Cute. February 14th, 2022. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. Ashley, I am back in so much warmer, sunny Central Florida. <laughs> it's not sunny now because we're recording after the Super yeah. Bowl. Um, I actually got home in time to watch the last minute 25 of the Super Bowl. I mean, I watched it on the plane and on uh, my parents picked me up and we listened to it, but I got to see the last minute 25. Uh, I'm not a Bengals fan, so I didn't really care. Wow. But uh, So anyway, it's late. I, I was watching yeah. uh, British panel shows, and I fell asleep on the couch. But uh, I a heard... little Graham Norton? No, I was watching some 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown, um, but I heard the halftime show was just filled with sexual anarchy, apparently. Let, okay, let's settle down, boomers. <laughs> like, I didn't see any of this, but I'm just either. guessing it's a bunch of asshat boomers. Of course it is. That's that's law. All right, Ashley, over the weekend in the podcast feed, not only did we have the latest episode of Jan Simpson's All the Drama, in which she talked about the 1998 Pulitzer Prize for Drama, which is coming back to Broadway with basically the original cast here yes, in six is. weeks. That is Paula Vogel's How I Learned to Drive. If you want to get a crash course on that, really uh, difficult show before you see it. Oh, yeah. This is the place to do it. I mean, it's a difficult show, but it's obviously brilliant. And to get to see David Morse and um, Mary Louise Parker do that show uh, with Johanna Day in it as well, it's, it's, it's going to be fascinating. for me, for sure. Yeah. And I've never seen it actually performed. Uh, oh, wow. So I am extremely excited. Yeah. So head over to the, pay- or to the regular feed to hear that. It was originally in our Patreon feed. If you want to hear all of our content, whether it's Patreon-only stuff, if you want to go back and listen to my daily travel logs for my New York trip. Those are only available in Patreon. Um, Then, of course, on Sunday, we had this week on Broadway in which the crew discussed prayer for the French Republic. Also talked about a little more MJ. They gave a preliminary discussion or had a preliminary discussion uh, about Black No More. That is not um, officially open yet, so they didn't give reviews, but they talked about it a little bit uh, and discussed some other things as well. So listen to all of that in the feed. All right, Ashley, when last we spoke, we were talking about the Music Man opening night, despite the fact that we had not yet seen any reviews for the Music Man opening night. That changed later on uh, Thursday, probably 9.30, 9.45, 10 o'clock, when the reviews started really coming out. At least 10, I think, because I was definitely hanging around Twitter, and it was very much like my colleagues just all taking an exam and like one by one people were trickling back to Twitter and you could clearly tell when their reviews were filed. Yeah, absolutely. So this of course is a star studded review, both on stage and off. It features primarily the entire creative team of the Tony winning revival of Hello Dolly from a few years ago. That includes director Jerry Zaks, choreographer Warren Carlisle, also scenic design by Santino LaCosta uh, who also did the uh, the costume design as well. On stage, it is a variable, veritable who's who. As the aforementioned music man, he's a music man. He's a what? Wait, what? What do you talk? What do you talk? Yeah, Harold Hill yeah. is Hugh Jackman. Marion Peru is Sutton Foster. We also have the great Schuler Hensley, Jane Howdyshell, Jefferson Mays. Uh, Mary Mullen is in there as well. Philip Boykin is in there. Uh, Eddie Corbick. Um, uh, also, if we keep going down this cast list that just never, ever ends, Rima Webb is in there. Just some really fantastic um, people in this cast. But I got to tell you, Ashley, the mm. reviews, 
not fantastic. Yeah. Um, so over on the review aggregator site, did they like it? They looked at 13 reviews. Three were positive, four were negative, and the remaining six were mixed. So let's start with Jesse Green of the New York Times, who did not make the show a critic's pick. He was a little extra snarky for this one, which surprised me because normally he saves, saves the snark for when he can punch down sure. on smaller shows. <laughs> Correct. This one is punching up because this is a star-studded, heavily um, you know, anticipated show. But Jesse said, quote, The musical, which opened on Thursday night at the Winter Garden Theater, only intermittently offers the joys we expect from a classic revival starring Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster, especially one so obviously patterned on the success of another classic revival, Hello, Dolly, a few seasons back. The frenzy of love unleashed in that show by Bette Midler, supported by substantially the same creative team, yada, 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 I already said that, has gone missing here, despite all the deluxe trimmings and 42 people on stage. I told you there's a lot of people on stage. Instead, we get an extremely neat, generally perky, overly cautious take on a musical that... That, being about the con game of love and music, needs more danger in the telling. He continues talking about how the very two-dimensional set is a microcosm of a bigger issue with this production, saying, quote, Unfortunately, that flatness is endemic to the production. The central element of LaCosta's set is a full-width barn wall whose doors occasionally slide open to reveal vignettes played out against drops painted in the style of Grant Wood, another Iowan. Obviously, the show was set in Iowa. But even when the barn disappears completely, the staging feels two-dimensional. And so old-fashioned, except for the astonishingly good dancers performing Carlisle's athletic choreography, that it might have come straight from 1957 when The Music Man premiered on Broadway, or even 1912 when it's set. I will say the most consistent praise I saw about the show is Warren Carlyle's choreography, which is not, not surprising, a genius, but you know, far and away. Yeah. Vulture's Helen Shaw wrote, quote, Certainly it feels like a glitzy age of musicals move to cast Sutton Foster and Hugh Jackman. It's increasingly rare to see a pair of stage stars of this mega wattage sing and dance together. Their celebrity and undeniable presence seem to overcome any little concerns about fissures between the performers and their characters. There are places where Foster's mezzo strains in the high stuff and Jackman goes sour. But director Jerry Zach solves that by bringing them front and center, and she actually says, like, apostrophe E-M, to stand or dance on the stage lip and radiate golden age glamour. She Her review was also mixed, but I thought that that was an interesting point, that their star power overcomes some of the issues that we've been talking about quite a bit, Ashley, in the community, yeah. about how they're too old for the characters, um, Sutton's voice does Wrong not match range, the yeah. noble range. Yeah. Um, Christian Lewis uh, did the official review for the aforementioned Did They Like It? And they said in their review, after sitting through opening night, critics were barred from previews. So we all furiously typed away our reviews right after leaving the theater. As you mentioned, Ashley, uh, all the critics uh, were, were said, you know, doing an exam. Uh, Christian said, I, I can say that this show did feel like part of Broadway history, not history as in precedent smatching achievement or success, but history as in dated part of the past, a nostalgia-filled replica of one of the previous mm -hmm. revivals. Everything about this revival of The Music Man felt generic. It never justified its existence. And finally, Ashley, I'm not going to read anything from David Gordon's Theater Mania review, but... <laughs> you saw the same thing I did, yeah. His, his headline and subhead are worth noting. Yes. They were... 
Hugh Jackman is starring in The Music Man. Does this review really matter? And then the sub was, no, but here's 90, 900 <laughs> words anyway. Yeah. Brilliant, David. Brilliant. Very um, good. You know, this is disappointing. I think that there's – this is a show that if you go in just to be entertained, I feel like you're going to be entertained. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to see it in March with my brother and niece. Um, it's not going to be the, the, the lavish love fest that everybody had for Hello, Dolly, obviously. And that's disappointing because it should be. I, well, let's be honest. Mm. Hugh Jackman should not be doing this show. No. This is a bad choice of a show for him. If he wanted to do a classic musical, there's plenty of other ones that I think he would have been more adept for. And honestly, neither should Sutton. I know people are very – not so much mixed in terms of like should she be cast for the show, but because the love for Sutton is so – you know, pretty much universal. Yeah, and myself included. But here's the thing, too, is like that role is synonymous with kind of like an icy, steely approach to things. And we've seen her do yeah a wide range of things on stage and screen. But like Sutton Foster is at her best when she's fun and sarcastic. And, you know, that's sure. why you can probably do a little bit of that with Marion. And I have not yet seen this production, but it's just like. It doesn't seem like because I I can't it remember feel right. It, I can't remember whose review it was, but essentially said that comes off as like a cutesy dork or something like that, and it's just like yeah, what? that was a weird review. Yeah, was it was review. a re- weird review in general, but still, like if you're giving off those vibes, that also seems like some weird well, choices were made. But that feels very Sutton, you know, like Sutton is kind of like. A little, uh, you know, just on the nerdy side of being, like, adorable. You know, she's got a very, you know, Zoe Deschanel vibe about her, I've always thought. Mm. Um, And the kind of adorkable thing. But that's not this part. This part is, like, somebody who is cold and reserved and has to have her walls beaten down uh, by Harold Hill. But I don't know. I I have not seen it, but these reviews are not as great as I would have. Yeah, she's also not the major problem with the show. And unfortunately, I think the show is the major problem with the show, both as far as... Do you really? Well, I mean, first of all, let me preface this by saying I'm not a Music Man fan. Notoriously not a fan of the show. Um, I think think let me rephrase that i don't necessarily think putting on the music man was the wrong choice i think kind of all the decisions that went into mounting this production were the wrong choice i mean we've start we talked so much about it like literally since before the shutdown we covered the beetlejuice music man winter garden debacle we've talked about how built up this show has been i mean the marketing has been ridiculous we saw everybody of note in new york come out to opening night like then there was everything with rudin there was the casting choices there was the ticket prices and it's just they put so much into this it's kind of the same problems i think i had with the reopening in general of touting these big flashy shows which i get is theoretically supposed to bring people back to come see broadway but putting all of your energy into very specific shows where, you know, when we had reopening, it was the big September 14th reopening with these big four musicals and Welcome Back Broadway, even though two shows were already open at that point. Uh, it, it's just the level of energy I see going into this show while a lot of other things as a result have kind of fallen by the wayside and the result for this production has not been worth all of that. Yeah, it's strange, especially coming off the heels of the, the Norm Lewis, Jesse Mueller production. Oh my God. I wish. That everybody seemed uh, to love. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, all right. 
Ashley, let's take a real quick break to talk about our sponsor for this week, Todaytix. Now, as you know, I'm back from my New York trip, but I got to see so many shows at great prices than I normally would have been. Yes, I was, and I will be busy again in uh, in four weeks. (laughs) God. Um, But I get to see so many shows at great prices, even more than I normally would if I was buying tickets all on my own through the regular ticket outlets. Ticket uh, Today Ticks has such great, amazing prices for some of the best theater that you're going to see. And they have so many great options that you don't even know about. If you go to the site and kind of just browse or go to the app, they have some great theater and concerts that I even I learn about. And I'm like immersed in this news all the time. I was going to say, it's literally your job to know, but Today Ticks will surprise you. You mentioned the app and you know download that visit todaytix.com you find the show you want to see it's so easy to get tickets and with the app you can check out in 30 seconds you get your tickets with ease always have great deals always have great shows on there yeah speaking of great shows again it's not open so i can't talk about it really uh, just yet even though i purchased the ticket uh i bought my tickets to see black no more back in like October. yeah i bought them for this february trip it was um a, a an investment well worth it even if though i probably could have you know tried to go through the press route i didn't want a mit to miss out on a great deal that today takes had to see a show that i was really excited about and if i'm going to try to find discounted tickets you know with pre-sales and all that other stuff today takes is the way to go Today Ticks will give you access to exclusive pre-sales, limited time offers, digital lottery programs, day of discounted tickets. Like if you're looking for a show and you've got maybe not as much money as you'd like to spend, you know Today Ticks will be there for you. And it doesn't matter if you're in New York. It doesn't matter if you're in London. It doesn't matter if you're in Florida planning your 700th trip of the year. You can find Oops. tickets in cities across the country, around the world, that Chicago LA, DC, San Francisco, Sydney, Australia, and so much more. See that show that you've always wanted to see or discover something new that you'll love just as much for even less. Go to todaytix.com slash Broadway and use promo code Broadway to get $10 off your first Today Ticks purchase. That's promo code Broadway at todaytix.com slash Broadway for an additional $10 off your first ticket purchase. One more time, todaytix.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, uh, let's get back into the news. A few little bits that we want to get into before we wrap up the show. First up, Deadline reported, and I'm going to have to check their sources on this because I don't know how they were able to break this news. But Deadline reported last week that the Daily Mail's Baz Bomaboy is leaving his longtime London production or publication, I'm sorry, after 40 years. Later this year, Baz will be moving, according to Deadline, to Deadline. (laughs) to serve as a columnist and international editor at large. And Baz tweeted that he will be continuing to cover theater. That was part of his deal with Deadline. I'm fascinated by this move. I am too. Um, Absolutely. I cannot wait to see what Baz does for a publication who is you know has a much bigger scope than what the daily mails was i'm i'm, I'm <laughs> utterly thrilled by this i'm so excited to not have to cite the daily mail anymore I because so, i have God. to between this uh, you know covering anything that baz breaks and stuff for backstage too like unfortunately they are on it when it comes to entertainment stuff and it's just like at least i can eliminate one source from the daily yeah. mail by going over I've, to deadline 
I saw Ink at Man- uh, Manhattan Theater Club. I know all about that stuff. <laughs> yeah. All right. Moving from London to New Jersey. Last week, the Paper Mill Playhouse announced the cast for the rescheduled world premiere of the Broadway-aimed musical The Wanderer. The cast is more or less what it was when they were supposed to debut uh, at Paper Mill before the pandemic. The musical is based on the life of Dion DiMucci, who is a rock and roll Hall of Famer, and will star Mike Wartell as DiMucci. It will also feature Christy Altamar, Joey Mack, entire man sure. love, right. those, uh, love those uh love those uh new kids on the block still having careers <laughs> kingsley legs and more the show will begin performances under the direction of kenneth ferrone on march 24th and is currently scheduled to run through april 24th finally in this section ashley on friday the american theater wing announced the latest recipients of the jonathan larson grant The award is given annually to early career musical theater composers, lyricists, and librettists, or writing teams, and comes uh, comes with a string-free $10,000 prize and additional support in the form of residencies, concerts, and recording grants. This year's winners are... Former Broadway radio guest Grace mm-hmm. McLean, Zaniba Now, and Kit Mikun Yan, Shayak Misha Chaudhry, and Laura Grill J, as well as the Lazors. Nice. Uh, Grace sticks out uh, a little yeah, bit there sure. because she is somebody we know uh, from her acting career, but she's also had, uh, you know, one fairly major. Uh, New York production yeah. in uh, uh, on the green, and uh, a, d- but this a is- downtown darling. Yes, absolutely. So, and we, I loved having her as a guest on uh, on an episode last year. But uh, all right, Ashley, real quick, uh, I want to talk about the one feel good recommendation that I have today, and this is a uh, a studio cast album that is long overdue, following a beloved. Uh, off-Broadway run a number of years ago, and that is Witness Uganda is now available to stream on all major streaming services. Um, it is a show that has um, had an interesting life, and this is one that we talked about. If you remember when one of the creators of the show, Griffin Matthews, talked about the difficulties that he had with racism during development of the show, this is the show he was talking about, uh, but he wrote it along with his uh, husband Matt Gould and um, this album is currently available. It has some unbelievable names in this cast. Cynthia Erivo, Ladisi, Nicolette Robinson, Emma Hunton, Crystalline Lloyd and more. Not too shabby. No, absolutely not. They've been releasing some different singles throughout um, the last few weeks, but the entire album is out now uh, for you to stream and it's fantastic. I listened to it during my travels on the way back uh, to Orlando, and it is really, really fantastic, and I'm a big fan. Uh, full disclosure, uh, my good friend Oliver Roth is uh, the producer of the album uh-huh. and one of the producers of the show, um, but I would be praising it nonetheless, whether he was involved or not, obviously with Arriva, Ladisi, Robinson, Hutton, and Lloyd. Not like, too bad, yeah. Duh. I feel and, like they got some uh, good assets behind it. Yeah, and did you see this show when it was off no, Broadway? No, I didn't. Okay. So it's, uh, I think that there's a life for the show. Obviously, you don't yeah. do a studio cast album with those kind of people if you don't hope to have some yeah. sort of uh, future for this show. But um, very excited about that and hope you all go out and enjoy the album. All right, everybody, that's all that we have for today. Thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWW Matt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This Is Ashley. Quick, favorite for Valentine's Day, favorite theater love song. 
unworthy of your love. Ooh, I should have guessed that. <laughs> should have guessed I mean, that. I we mean, both, we both have Sondheim picks, but that's yours? not surprising for me, obviously. Too many mornings, of course, please. Mm, that's good. I mean, that's really hard. I would probably. Mm, I don't know. My favorite songs aren't love songs. No, none so, of them are mine. I mean, they're more. Yeah. I think my love songs are more love of a thing, like all of Sunday yeah. in the Park with George and Sweeney Todd, and obviously. Yeah, well, like, I, I mean, it depends on how you define love. Like, uh, uh, oh, it's all, it's upon, all around once, us, baby. That's well, that's but I mean, a, romantic love is a Valentine's thing. So, like, there's other songs, nah. but anyway, I'm sticking with "Unworthy of Your Love." I still think it's the most traditionally beautiful melody that Sondheim wrote for a show. Uh, because it is like it's playing on that. That's the whole point of the song. Yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, everybody have a wonderful week. We will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>